Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Yeah. Joey Giggles here. Really exciting stuff. We are moving forward with Authors Month right here. On WYRN Internet Radio. Got a lovely, ladies and gentlemen, as we move forward. We are moving forward at the speed of light with this great channel. I'm telling you, and this is the next to last day of Mother's Month. Boo! Actually, you know, you know, we have three great authors today, and I'm actually on a show later on to talk about my book. So, hey. You know, this is a, a full author's day, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm pretty excited, you know, to talk to our guests today. Always excited to talk to my guests. Yes. Oh, yes. And our first guest is Laura Lee Delil. Oh, yeah. Got to get excited about that. And when she comes on, I'm going to have her say it a few times because she says it really good. You know, uh, but I have to say, ladies and gentlemen, we, we really have come a long way, you know, with Authors Month here. Um, we've had awesome authors. We've had about 20, maybe 25 authors so far, three today, making it 28. And then tomorrow we end up Authors Month with the author of honor, honestly, the one that sponsored all these wonderful shows for everybody. Michelle Hughes tomorrow. Yes. Uh, and uh, she'll be here 3 to 5 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the main channel, Block Talk Radio. Yeah, I'm telling you, WIRN is moving forward with Authors Month. And we're going to keep doing Authors Month in June because we believe in authors and we believe they should have a say and they should be able to talk about themselves their expressions, and their books, you know. And that's why we started Authors Month here through JGF Organization and WIRN Internet Radio, you know. And that's why we're here. That's why we're doing these shows. That's why we're allowing that creativity and imagination to come out in everybody. You know, uh, when it comes down to it, ladies and gentlemen, that's what it's all about when you write a book. When you write a book, it's all about that creativity and that imagination, Without that, you really don't have a book, you know. Uh, and when it comes down to it, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we're always excited to have these shows for you, you know, because everybody has their own way of writing. Everybody has their own books that they write. Everybody has their own genre, you know. And everybody has their own characters, plots, and settings. You know, and that's why we love to talk to each author individually, you know, because then you can dive into the author's head and learn about what they're thinking, you know, and how they're writing, you know, and their writing styles, 
You know, and that's why we have these shows. Also, it's good for first-time authors because, hey, you're getting promoted. You're getting marketed right here on the show. Many people listen to these shows. You know, I've been doing this now for four and a half years, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, four and a half years doing shows. This is the first time we're using TalkShoe, but I've been doing this for four and a half years, and, you know, I built up a base where, you know, people follow me wherever I go. You know, so from Blog Talk, they came over right here to TalkShoe, and, uh, you know, we get a lot of people listening in, you know. So, hey, what are you going to do? I mean, it's great. I love it. Trust me. You know, you'll like an internet celebrity. But uh, I'm walking down the street. Nobody knows who I am. You know, and, and that's uh, kind of interesting, being that a lot of people on the internet know who I am, and they want to be on my show. And they come to me and say, hey, Joe, could I be on your show? And I'll be like, heck yeah, you could be on my show. I love doing interviews. I'm telling you. You know, and uh, when it comes down to it, you know, it's just the, the love of what I do. The love of what I do coming out in uh, in my work and so on and so forth. Almost 500 episodes, ladies and gentlemen. 500 episodes of of my show. And uh, we're almost there. We are almost there, ladies and gentlemen. You know, um, I'll let everybody know, I guess, you know, when, when that day occurs. But, yes, almost 500 episodes. I feel like a late-night show host. I feel like a Jimmy Fallon I feel like these guys that are on TV for years, you know, and they did 500 shows. I feel like these guys, you know, but, you know, it's it's great. You know, it's awesome, you know, when you do something that you love and you're excited to do it, you know. So we are going to move forward, ladies and gentlemen, with Authors Month, and our first author of the day is Laurelie DeLille. Hello, Laurelie. How are you? <laughs> Uh, Joey, thank y'all for having me on your show. Um, oh, no problem. No problem. How y'all doing? <laughs> hey, hey, I'm doing great. I'm doing awesome, you know. Um, I, I, we have to start off the show with you saying your name. Please do it. Okay, it's Lorelai DeLille. And remember, yeah. it's Lorelai. Like, I wouldn't lie to you, honey. Yeah, that like that. <laughs> I love the way you say that. I just That's love it. how you say it. Okay. <laughs> I love the way you say it. It's awesome. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Well, I was born and raised in Louisiana. I'm a Southern girl, LSU, go Tigers. And um, now I've relocated to Texas, uh, and, and I live there in South Texas now. So I'm still in the South, honey. I'm still south of that Mason Dixon line. And uh my husband and I we, we live uh in in South Texas and uh, I have uh one child and a bunch of animals that I have to, you know, feed and take care of along with my family and um I love writing, I love reading and uh have had my head stuck in a book at some point or another all my life. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> that, that's awesome. I just love, I love, I love your, your, your drawl. I think that's awesome. I think it's great. Um, so it looks like you're, you're an upstart author. You're, well, it looks like you're a new author. This is, the, this is your only book that you have out here. It's called it, uh, 
that voodoo that that you do, right? That voodoo that you do, it certainly is. You know, Joey, I have had these little stories that I've had like on, uh, you know, written down somewhere forever, but I never felt like I could really do anything with them. And I know a lot of other people are probably like me, you know, they that you, you get busy, you know, just trying to make a living and do and, and you don't really pay attention to what you're doing. And I mean, you know, as far as trying to get a book published, you think, well that never happened for me. But then, you know, with the independent publishing and the ability of people to publish their own works and do it so easily now. Um, I was just encouraged. I just thought I, it was, I'll tell you what, it was on uh, vacation. I was during the Thanksgiving break one day, and I was out looking for stuff to read, and I just couldn't find anything that I wanted to read. Mm-hmm. So I just decided, well, I'm going to write my own book. And um, that's what I did. That's what started it. Um, actually, there's a cute little story about how that voodoo that you do came about. And uh, Miss Dawn Yerkes, is, is, she and I can can talk about that in a little bit, you know, when, when uh, she calls in. Um, but there's a funny little story regarding how that whole thing got started. Um, but, yeah, I just decided, you know, hey, I've got all these stories in my head. I just need to get them out. And... So there you go. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and uh, here it says a Crescent City magic book. And then there's a saying, a couple of questions here on the bottom. She cast a spell on him, but would it teach him a lesson? Or would she get caught in her own magical meddling? Why don't you tell us a little bit about those questions? Why would you put those on the cover? Okay, well, I, I wanted to intrigue people with the story. The the, the whole story um, revolves around the city of New Orleans. And um, as a matter of fact, uh, in the series, there will be several books. And the second book is, I'm, I'm working on it right now. It should be out in a couple of weeks, I'm hoping. But um, in that voodoo that you do, it revolves around uh, a girl who runs, um, her um, Her name is Delphine, mm-hmm. and she runs a voodoo shop, and she has a couple of apartments above it, and um, so she's in a bind, because naturally, you know, everybody suffered through Katrina, and um, she kind of lost a lot of her savings, and so she has to rent out one of the apartments above her shop, and she's living above her shop, too, and so there's only one other apartment, so she has to rent it out, and um, so the guy in the book, Theodore, he's, you know, from Indiana, and he's your typical Midwest, he's kind of, he's a little accountant, you know, kind of straight laced, you know, no nonsense, nothing but the facts kind of guy. And, um, you know, Delphine is just the opposite. She's Miss Sassy Little Creole thing, you know. She's, uh, and obviously she practices a little bit of voodoo. Mm -hmm. And so she decides that she's going to teach him a lesson because when he he moves in, he takes the apartment with her. And she decides she's going to teach him a little lesson. Mm -hmm. But, um, what happens is sometimes, you know, when we, you know, try and put a little hoodoo on somebody, it might backfire on us. And so 
she kind of gets caught up in it, and I just want the reader to kind of get into the story and find out, you know, exactly what happens there. Um, But those questions were put on the book to kind of intrigue you. There is magic, and and there is the supernatural in in each one of these books. I can't write a book without having some magic in it. It's Uh, just how I am. (laughs) Okay. All right. That's good. You know, because I'm all into the supernatural. What kind of supernatural aspects do you put in your book? Um. Well, in in the Crescent City uh, Magic series of books, there will be anything from uh, Southern myth and mythology. So anything you might expect to hear about in the area is something you will find in one of the books. Now, in the first one, there's two supernatural, I guess, aspects, you could call it. There's the voodoo, obviously. But then there's also, um, we find out that one of Delphine's um, relatives, her cousin, Emil, um, turns out to be a supernatural creature himself. And I'm just going to let readers read the book and find out, you know, what happens there because um, that's kind of a little twist. And um, in the second book, which is going to be called Painted Love, and it will be out in a few weeks, I'm hoping. Um, okay. it, it focuses on Emil's story. And so he has his own little romance, and um, you get to find out, you know, what happens there, and it brings in even more uh, supernatural uh, from the area, from New Orleans. But I'm, you know, growing up in the South, it's just real common. You sit out on the porch, you know, in the evenings, and your grandma, grandpa, or your daddy, or whoever, they tell stories. You know, usually it's ghost stories, but it's always something, you know, to kind of scare the kids. And, <laughs> you know, you want to get them good and scared before you put them to bed. And um, so I kind of grew up in that, you know, that, that the telling of stories, uh, based on local folklore. And uh-huh. those those kind of things are, are kind of what get featured in my books. You know, it's, uh-huh. it's uh, remembrances of those tall tales, you know, ghosts. And, uh, and, and there is kind of a ghost in the first book, too. Um, there's a haunted painting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, a haunted um, painting. Watch out. Yeah, it's come in, in the you. first in the first book. So, um, so yeah, uh, in, in that voodoo that you do. So, yeah, uh, you know, you, you hear all these things growing up, and they just kind of become a part of who you are, you know. And, and, and uh, so that's how the book, um, you know, uh, that's, that's where my writing kind of comes from, is from, from, those, from listening to those stories and then telling those stories myself, you know, um, also, so uh, so yeah, so that's that's how that goes. <laughs> well, yeah, that's interesting. You know, folklore. You know, I'm I'm into the the supernatural and cryptozoological stuff, and I, I really enjoy you know talking about that stuff. You know, and when it comes to folklore, like you know, you got uh, gnomes and fairies and all kinds of cool stuff. You know, what goes with. Um, folklore, per se, 
you know, and, um, yeah, I really love talking all that stuff. I actually go to shows, you know, on the Internet, you know, that talks about, you know, all that stuff, and it really interests me. You know, so what made you add, you know, folklore besides, you know, living it, per se, and experiencing it, you know, you know, and talking about it, you know, in, in your family experiences, you know, what made you want to put folklore in, in your book? Well, I just think it, it adds to the story. I mean, for me, reading is just pure escapism. It's, it's what I do to kind of get away, you know. And a lot of the authors that I really admire, one of the things they do is they take everyday people in life and, you know, and then throw in, you know, the supernatural or the fantastical or the magical. And that provides a story, you know, that that brings you, you know, to some kind of conflict or, or uh, to some kind of mystery or something to be solved or a, a quest to be had. And um, so that, that to me is, is, is kind of what helps the story along. And, and it's because it's the kind of stuff that I've read uh, growing up all my life, you know, I was always just fascinated by um, folklore and mythology and and the different beliefs. And, you know, different cultures have their own folklore. I mean, you know, you brought up the fairies and gnomes and stuff. A lot of that is, is either Celtic or uh, Viking, Norwegian, you know, goes Scandinavian. Um, it kind of runs in the European realm of of fantasy, you know, and, and myth. And uh, we have so many different cultures that have influenced just the southern area. You know, you get kind of a mix of things. Of course, you've got the the mix of, of voodoo, which is, you know, comes in from Haiti, and then it was mixed with the Catholic uh, Catholicism and the beliefs of saints and stuff. And so... Um, and then you thought, you know, what the Creole, uh, the people who migrated down from uh, Canada, from uh, the French heritage, uh, you know, the beliefs that they brought with them and then the Native American uh, stories and folklore that came along and, and just tales that naturally emerge. I just find it fascinating. And, and I think, for me, it makes an interesting story uh, when the unusual happens. Um, in a story that might otherwise just be, you know, normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you really don't want normal when it comes to creative and imaginative book like this. You know, you want, you know, little uh, folklore in there to, you know, spice it up a little bit, you know, which is good. I'm looking at your uh, Amazon.com page here, you know, your book and your author page. You know, and it seems like you're doing pretty good with reviews. Uh, you got uh, four and a half stars. Uh, you got eight customer reviews. That's great. And I go down and I see all these wonderful uh, comments that, that were made about your book. Uh, I think that's great. I think that's awesome. You know, moving forward, hopefully, you know, you'll more, get more, you know, really great reviews on Amazon as well. Uh, so let's get into you know, the cover of this great book, okay? Uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, why 
you know, certain things are on your cover, you know, like these questions and so on and so forth. Let's now delve into the hearts and the woman oh. with the little magical bag, a magical purple bag in her hand, uh, like a fairy, you know, bag, like it's open and, you know, and fairy dust is coming out. And then you've got the guy over there <laughs> just standing there, you know, relaxed, you know, um, I could see it's a very magical book, you know, just by the cover, you know, I could say, you know, why is she, why is she holding a bag in her hand, you know, and why is all this stuff coming out of the bag? And, you know, now that you told me there's supernatural stuff in the book, now I really understand why, uh, she has a bag of like magical potion or, you know, uh, fairy dust or, or whatever you call it. What's coming out of that bag anyway? Is it fairy dust or is that something else? Well, uh, that bag is like a little gree bag. It's uh, it's something that it's uh, like a little charm bag or a mojo bag or it's a little spell bag that um, that holds like little uh, you know certain herbs and. Um, certain items that were included in order to uh, to create a voodoo spell. And uh, many times with those, there is a, a, a ritual involved. And uh, the bag has a place in the story, um, which the readers will find out it's what Delphine uses to cast her little spell. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the hearts and the... Uh, uh, you know, the little sparkles coming out of it. That was just the, the I kind of described what I wanted and the artist uh, uh, designed, you know, based on that, uh, which the, the cover was really good. And uh, Leanne Cordes did my cover for me, and it's a, it's a really good job. And um, But the idea is I wanted readers to understand that, you know, there was magic involved in the book. That's what I wanted the cover to indicate. And um, I wanted them to, you know, it's a paranormal love story. So the heart, you know, she basically casts a, (laughs) it's really more of a lust spell than a love spell. Oh, boy. All right. (laughs) She meets this guy, and he is just so uptight, bless his heart. And um, he just, you know, can't seem to move forward, you know. He's just so straight-laced, so laced up so tight. And she just decides, well, I'm going to teach him a little lesson. And so she casts a spell, which is basically a spell of love. Mm -hmm. Uh, Love didn't have anything to do with that one. Uh um, But then that kind of gets in trouble because, you know, sometimes, when the lust gets involved, the heart gets involved too. So, so therein lies the um, the little problem that she has. But, um, but yeah, that's what that cover's all about. Yeah, I, I could, I, yeah, I could really see that this guy looks like a stick. You know, he's, he's standing there with his suit on. You know, he's got his legs crossed. He's standing there. You know, with his uh, uh, foot pointed up in the air like that. I could tell he's a stick. You know, but yeah. when when it comes down to it, I see she's dressed very nicely. You know, why why did you pick yellow? Why did you pick yellow for her? Um, well, in the book there was a description of 
uh, one of the outfits she's wearing. Uh, Delphine dresses. Uh, she's really a she's flamboyant and uh, she's a very colorful personality. Mm-hmm. And uh, it the outfit that she that I have on the cover came from a description I, I believe in the book. And um, uh, she's uh, the drawing of, of the girl there is is just kind of. Uh, I think, uh, based on that description. She's mm-hmm. saucy. She's a saucy little sex, sexy thing, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I could see that. So, yeah. So that's her little personality. And uh, I really wanted that to kind of come out on the book, you know, that there's this real contrast of, you know, he's Mr. Prim and Proper, and she's a saucy little thing. So uh, that's how that goes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, where did you set your book? Uh, where, where's the setting at? It is in uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And why did you pick New Orleans, per se? Because I love that city. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good reason. Okay. <laughs> I do. Uh, it, and, and, you know, the city itself is just, there's so much, it's so magical. I mean, you just, and, and, you know, that whole area to me, southern Louisiana, there's so much, there's tradition and, and magic and, and uh, so much old world, you know, to it. It's just, uh, it's a magical place. I love the color and the people and just everything about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Okay. Um, awesome. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's also a romantic city, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of romantic things that could happen there, you know, it's also a party city as well, you know, so. Oh, that is the truth now. <laughs> yes, yes, I mean, we all have to, like, you know, talk real here, you know, it is a party <laughs> city, yes, a lot of crazy things go on down there, too, but, you know, hey. You know, it's all part of going down to New Orleans and partying with, with you folks down there. I'm telling you. That's right. That's the experience. <laughs> and you can't forget the food now. You just can't forget the food. Yes, yes. Oh, I, well, I've never <laughs> been down there, so I can't talk food per se, but I've seen, you know, the party atmosphere, you know, on TV. And, and when I watch football games, too, when the New Orleans Saints play, you know, and That's so right. on and so forth. Who that? Who that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. So, uh, really exciting stuff. I have to say, you know, um, your author career has, has definitely started out really well, according to your, uh, you know, Amazon page here. A lot of people. Well, thank you. Your, like your I books really, here. Yeah. I really appreciate the the readers that left reviews. I, I I just I tell you that's just what keeps me going is hearing that people enjoy my book. Um, I mean nothing will nothing keeps the writer going like like or keeps the storyteller telling stories like ha- like knowing that people are enjoying them and mm-hmm. uh, and those reviews are are just really great and I just I appreciate every one of them that I get. Yeah, it's, it's it's really awesome, you know, uh, when people leave reviews. I mean, I, and that's the most important part of the book, you know, is when the reader reads 
the the book, please write a review because at least then we know where you stand with the book. And if you think there should be something changed, you know, for the next book, so on and so forth, you'll let us know and we sort of get it done. You know, we try our best to really get it done and uh, so on and so forth. I think it's important to always leave a review. Always leave a review, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. All right. So let's talk about what was your favorite character in your book to write? Oh, gosh. Um. That is difficult because I think the most I, I really with with voodoo um, it's hard to say. I mean, I really enjoyed Delphine, um, but at the same, I think as far as fun, the fun part of it, there are three little ladies that are in the uh, book that that are kind of their side characters in the in the story, but they do play a part a big part in, in that story. Mm-hmm. And um, they were a lot of fun to write um, just because they were so funny and they reminded me so much of of people I have known, you know, of, of the little ladies, you know, who were the little matchmakers and and the little mischief makers and, and you know, um, gossiping about, you know, different things and the little trouble, they, the little things that happen in there. I, I really enjoy humor in my stories as well. And um, so that was funny. That was fun. They were really fun to write. Um, one of my readers have said, several of them have told me that um, their favorite thing is uh, the, the little ghost part of the um, story which yeah. makes a constant reappearance, which is the haunted painting of Delphine's grandpapa. And um, he makes, like, little comments throughout the story that kind of <laughs> reflect on what are going on with the two characters. Okay. Um, so, uh, and those were fun. And um, it was fun to do that, and, and the readers seemed to get a real kick out of him, and, and it was kind of fun to have that kind of side comment, you know, from him uh, going on um, throughout the story. So, um, yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, it seems like we got a caller uh, here. We're going to bring on uh, Virginia. Let's see what Virginia has to say to you. Uh, hello, Virginia. How are you? It's Dawn. Hey, Dawn, how you doing? <laughs> Good, how are you? Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> You're doing good. I love those little bitties in your story. Oh, they're so They are mess. so, oh, they are a mess. They are so funny. Oh, my gosh, hysterical. But you know what? I think my favorite, I, I love the little bitties, but my favorite is Marco. Marco, every time he shows up in a scene, he feels the scene. It's hysterical. This the book is is so much fun. So, but but Marco is he, he's a down and out loser. <laughs> she wrote that character. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So I'm I'm waiting. She's promised me a Marco story. He will do so, his own book. <laughs> yes. Oh, she wow. promised cool. me 
She has promised me Marco's story. <laughs> he he shows up in the book as Delphine's ex, and uh, he causes all kind of trouble too. But yeah, he is a hot mess. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he's a hound. He is a hound dog. But yeah, and and we won't name names about if he's based on anybody. We won't even talk about that. <laughs> but you know, every woman somewhere has an ex like Marco. I remember um Don and I have to Don has to tell you oh <laughs> I guess to agree. Oh you're oh. you're gonna put it on me. <laughs> uh, that uh, is not Dawn, fair. Don and I have to Don has to tell you about how this now, she is really the reason this whole story came about. Uh, she okay, first I, we gossip and we talk behind your back. <laughs> <laughs> but we were in a, a, a writer's group on Facebook together. Okay. And that's how we met. Um, she and I have never met face-to-face, but we're going to make that happen. <laughs> that's right. My husband has promised me a trip to Texas in the winter. (laughs) That's when you want to come, girl. Yeah, ain't coming in the summer. I'm already dying out here in the heat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we were in this group together, and the group was run by this character, this person who was this anal retentive. Wait, wait, anal retentive person. (laughs) She went there. I did. I said it because you know it's your show. It's okay. That's all right. That's all right. She, she was, yeah. But anyway, so we were laughing about this guy because every time somebody would post something that was just a little bit racy or a little bit, you know, out of his little boundaries, he just had a fit, and we got. We got to laughing about it because we were like, That hot tub scene. I posted this little hot tub scene, and I mean, it was about as tame as you could get till the hands went under the water, and then it goes black. And he was like, well, it was really good until you got to that porn part. And I'm like, excuse me? You know, know, ladies, you should put him in in with that that erotic party that's going on now. He might enjoy that. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. You know, so she and I would talk about him when, uh, you know, in chat about the crazy stuff he was saying, and um, we just we one day we were talking and we said, what would happen if this guy was put into a well? We used to say the boy just needed to get laid. But well, here's <laughs> what started. It was he lives in. Louisiana, he lives in the South, in Louisiana, right? And so people right. in the South, are, you know, you think, um, especially writers, they're a little more open-minded and laid back. And, and this guy was so tight oh. and uh, uh, rigid, like rigid, stick up his butt, rigid. Wow. And, <laughs> <laughs> agree, agree, yes. Agree. And, and so then, then we found out um, we found out he he was from the north, and he he 
was transplanted, you know, being part of that group, that he was he was transplanted there. And I said, well, he needs he needs to go down to New Orleans, and someone needs to voodoo his self. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and so that's what started Leanne's story. Is we started talking about the the events. We took this one real person, and the next thing you know, he's a fictional character with this uptight, um, you know, uh, uh, rigid personality. And he ends up in New Orleans, and a voodoo priest just gets a hold of him, and mm-hmm. that's all she wrote. <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! You want to know something? And that's how her story came about. And I think we outlined the whole thing by the time we were done, quote, gossiping. <laughs> and I told her because I've never been to New Orleans, and I've been all over the U.S., but New Orleans is one city I have not been to. And uh, she's, you know, she's just uh, uh, has the the vibe and the personality and all of the aura of New Orleans about her and her writing. And I said, you've got to write this. You have got to write this. And she did. And it is it is a hoot. The the whole story is fun. It's sassy. It's sexy. Um, the characters you will fall in love with the characters and. I hope I've encouraged her to keep adding some of these little minor characters into her her storylines because they bring out so much humor. Her humor is so wonderful in that voodoo Aww. that you do. So I loved it. She did such a fantastic job. But yes, that's that's how the story came about. If we that's were gossiping. Now, now, you ladies, now, wait, hold on. You ladies wouldn't invite this guy here, would you? It'd be kind of funny if he was listening in. If you if you follow if you follow indie authors on Facebook, I mean this guy has been tossed out of so many groups because he's so he's so um he's it's it's not even criticism. He's just he's so he's proving people. Yeah, and. And uh, and so there's certain indie authors who announce when he shows up in author groups. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Throw him in the erotic party. Let him look at some of the pictures so, of <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's, it's it's funny. It's really funny. We we both ended up leaving that group, but we've remained friends ever since. So it's yep. just, that's I mean, I have to, you know. I have to give the man some credit. If it wasn't for his antics, you know, I don't know if this particular story would have come about, but um, yes. it just almost oh, un- wrote unfortunately, itself. Unfortunately, we owe him for all her success. <laughs> no, that's not true because she has talent. She has wonderful talent. If, if, he was so. here, if he was here and listening, you know, he would say, wow, yeah, I was, I was the uh, – the guy that inspired the character. No, he would be mortified. He would be mortified. <laughs> he, would be, he would be mortified by the book. He would be mortified. Especially right. in that part, you know, where where uh, she's in the hallway. Yeah, he would oh. be mortified. 
goodness. All right, Dawn, we'll bring you back on in a little bit. I, I, okay, I, I, sounds I, good. Yep. All right, thank you for coming in. Love you. We'll, we'll Bye. You Thanks, girl. Love you, girl. All right, so we're going to move forward uh, now uh, with the with the interview. And that was funny, actually. I like backstories. That's really interesting. So I'm, I'm happy I got the backstory on, on the character. That was great. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah, now i got to go back to uh, the thing here. All right. So next question is, I mean, we spoke about your, your, your favorite character to write. Now I'm going to talk about, do you see yourself in any of these characters? Did you put your personality in any of these characters? Oh, definitely. Um, Delphine is <laughs> that's kind of my sassy side. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm, I don't look anything like her, but she, her uh, outspokenness and and sassiness and and uh, you know all that saucy stuff that's that's definitely me (laughs) um and and her independence too she's uh very strong-willed you know i i have always admired strong-willed independent women you know and Mm -hmm. uh we don't take it, you know. We we're we're gonna put up a fuss. We're not gonna just stand there and let you walk all over us. And uh, yeah. and so you know that's definitely kind of that that part of any character is definitely that's me. Um, but uh, yeah, and and maybe uh, you might find me in some of the uh, little ladies too. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, you know, gotcha. I'm not as old as they are, but uh, but I they they have there's quite a little bit of spunk and humor to them, and I like as I said, I enjoy that myself. Well, that's great. That's really awesome. And uh, you know, it, it, I always ask that question because I always I always see that as like, wow, yeah, what character do you see yourself in? And I love to get the answer to that question because it's more or less. I mean, like. You know, you got to put yourself in there somewhere. You know, I, to me, I mean, like, it wouldn't be a book if you didn't put a little bit of you into it, right? Well, it, exactly. I mean, you write, the, the best writing is writing what you know. And I have to tell you, I'm a people watcher. And I love to just sit and kind of watch people and um, watch the interactions and just see things like that. And in the second book, too, uh, there are several characters in that book who are based directly on people who are dear friends of mine, who are people that I have known uh, and in, you know, my life. And um, that's uh, one of them in particular is a, a dear friend that, that passed away many years ago, and, and I'm pretty sure that if any of the people who know him to <laughs> read the book, they'll recognize him pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, uh, and he's a lot of the humor in uh, the second book in Painted Love. Um, uh, so he's uh, he's the best friend of uh, the lead female character, uh, Sierra. And um, he 
provides a lot of comic relief throughout the book. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, if anybody wants to call in, we got a lot of people in the chat room here. If anybody wants to call in, please call in. Okay, please get in here. Uh, you can call in now. It's underneath the uh, the chat room there, uh, or you can type in your question in the chat room, and I will pose it to Lorelai. Lorelai. I see. I, I you know. That's I, right. I, I, I don't have, you know, that southern drawl to say, no lie. I, I, I can't. That's I can't okay, honey. I, I try. I try my best. Anyway. You try. That's okay. Okay, I did. I did try. All right, so I got an interesting question for you here. I'm on your author page on Amazon. Did you go to okay. some masquerade party or something? I don't know. What's this mess? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a, it looks like a purple feather and a, a green in, mask. In, the, in that voodoo that you do, uh, it takes place right around the time of Mardi Gras. And uh-huh. um, the there is uh, an important part of the book that revolves around masks and uh, Mardi Gras masks in particular. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, so I just thought it would be fun, and it would it would definitely identify me as, you know, associated with New Orleans and uh, with, you know, Mardi Gras and all that. And so I just thought it would be fun to take my picture that way. Hmm. And it's a very interesting picture at that, I have to say. Yes, <laughs> yes. and it actually... You're, you're playing the part, which is which is great. I think it's awesome. I think it's good. Uh, you know, you're playing the part, you know, inside the book. You know, you're talking about Mardi Gras, and, and you're, you're looking like Mardi Gras. That's great. I think it's great. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yes. All right. So, you know, we'll move forward now, and we'll talk about publishing. Now, how hard was it to publish this first book of yours? You know, it was so much easier than I ever thought it would be. Um, there is so much information out, out, you know, online that you can read about, you know, how to format your book and, and um, you know, how to, and I mean, Amazon, honest to God, you know, makes it so easy to do. And and so does so. There's so many you know free applications out there as well that that uh, that do like uh, Calibre and uh, where it makes it real easy for you to just you know take a, a particular file format. You don't need to really use even any special software. Um, I use Microsoft Word. That's what I write in, and. Um, and then there are templates that you can use or there's instructions online about how to set stuff up so that you can, you know, send the file, upload the file to Amazon. And um, and it helps. I mean, I went through a little trial and error in the beginning uh, with the formatting um, to get things right, and I'm, I'm continuing to try and improve on that. And when I release, the second book, um, I'm also going to provide a printed copy of that voodoo that you do as well. It will come out in print at that point, and I intend to offer both books in print at that point um, in a couple of weeks. So, 
my readers, if y'all are interested, y'all can look uh, towards the end of July, beginning of August is when those books should be out. I've got to send it to my editor. And let me just give my editor, Sky Rush, uh, she has a blog, uh, Angry God. And, I mean, you see her, she's linked in my book. She is just the best little editor I could ever have. She's wonderful, uh, has helped me a whole lot. And I also got to give a shout-out to my uh, beta readers uh, who have given me some insight and input on, um, you know, directions to stories taken. And, and Dawn's one of them. I'll tell you, she's just been a sweetheart with, you know, kind of encouraging me or, or um, you know, giving me stuff to think about as far as storylines and, and plot lines. And, and I do listen to the suggestions that people put in reviews. Um, I really paid attention when some people said that the book was kind of short, the duty that you do, they, you know, and it, 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 was, it was novel size. I mean, it uh, was the standard size for a novel, but um, so for the next book, it will be a little bit longer, and um, I did include a little more Supernatural because people seem to want a little more of that. And I, I do try and listen to my readers. I want them to enjoy the stories and, and get a lot out of it. So yeah. uh, I, I try and take the input that they give me. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, uh, that's what a review is all about, I, I, I would think. And, uh, you know, I mean, the constructive criticism is okay. You know, I, I take that constructive criticism and I try to, you know, fix it in my next book. You know, I'm a startup author myself. I only have one book uh, out there. I'll be talking right. about that. Yeah, I'll be talking about that at 4 o'clock if you guys are interested yeah. in coming down. Okay. Uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, really exciting stuff. I, I You know, in talking to you, it's like I, it's like, um, I learned. I learned from talking to each author, and I, what I learned from you is that um, you can add, you know, fantasy, you know, into reality and then make it, make it come alive, basically, you know, and, and, and when, it, when it, it comes down to it, it's more or less, you know, a real story, you know, with fictional characters, you know, and a little supernatural added in there, you know, which right. actually makes the story, you know, more fictional, you know, but it, it's, it's, uh, to me, to me, I mean, the supernatural aspect, you know, of this book is what brings the life to the book, honestly. You know, because without right. the supernatural aspect, I think you, you would have had a, you know, issue, I guess, getting out there, you know, to the fans, you know. And to me, yeah. you know, in adding that, you, 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 first of all, with your writing style, it seems like you, you want to draw the people in. So if you add that supernatural, paranormal, unexplained aspect into it, you're definitely drawing the people in because, you know, people want to learn more about that stuff, you know? Yeah, well, so, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, that, that's what I learned from you. You know, I learned that from you. You know, I learned something from every author, and that's what I learned from you. Uh, you know, and uh, so on and so forth, you know, in an indirect way. I mean, we talked about it, but that's what I learned from you, you know. Oh, that, great. Yeah, you can, you can do that and still draw 
the fans into your book, which is which is great. Um, now, uh, now I wanted to get into writing style here, and I guess I wanted to get into I guess the descriptive nature of your writing and how descriptive you get with your characters. Do you get really descriptive with them in the book? Um, I do. Uh... The authors that I have read um, that I particularly admire, their styles, are very descriptive. And I really like, I like the ability for, you know, people to read about a character and feel like if they passed them on the street, they'd go, that's Delphine. Or that guy looks like Theo. You know, I bet that's him. And and not just in, in appearance either. And uh, but, you know, personality-wise, I think um, it's kind of fun when when you can relate characters to people you know, you know, people you meet, you know. Um, to me, um, that's, you know, it just makes life more interesting, you know. Um, and, and I like being descriptive, uh, particularly about the area. And... In the books, I use real streets and um, a lot of the restaurants and things that I mentioned and some of the places that I mentioned in particular uh, in New Orleans are, uh, they're real places. So you could, you know, go down. Uh, some of them are made up. I mean, obviously, uh, the voodoo shop that Delphine has is, is fictional and Emil's garage is fictional, but um, a lot of the places you, if you went uh, down to New Orleans, you'd, uh, you could go to those places, you could see those streets, you could go eat in those restaurants and, um, and, you know, kind of immerse yourself and maybe have a little magical adventure of your own, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, while you're down there, so. That's cool, that's cool, yeah, definitely, and, uh, yeah, I like how you, you bring, you know, I guess that real life into your book, too, you know, because it's, you know, more or less, you know, these places are actually there. And you, and like you said, you can create your own story if you go there, you know, and, and that's exactly. interesting how you say that. that yeah, you know, it's interesting how you also put that into your book. I think that's great. Yeah, I think that's awesome. You know, um yeah, you know, one day I'd like to come down to Louisiana. One day I'd like to get down there and check it out. You, you know? need to. You yeah. need to do it, Joey. I, I will. I will. Everybody keeps telling me, hey, come to New Orleans. Come to New Orleans. Not only that. Well, I honey, have, don't oh, do I it have in the people, summer. <laughs> I have people that, I have people, oh, come out to the West Coast. You know, I haven't really seen the West Coast. And I really haven't seen the, the South other than uh, Florida and then when I was driving down to Florida, we went through all those states, obviously, but we really didn't stop, you know. Uh, but there's so much, you know, I guess in the way to see, you know, and I, I missed a lot, you know, in just driving, you know, through these particular states. So, yeah, I would love to, uh, you know, possibly come down there, you know, whether it be in this summer or next summer, whatever it is. You know, uh, yeah. That would, that Honey, would be if you come down in the summer, you are liable to melt. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet, yeah. I mean, I'm and, melting already. Two days ago, is, I was melting up here. Two days, I was yeah. melting up here. Uh, two days ago, it was 100 degrees up here. But 
you know, um, you know, down there it's got to be really hot. I can only imagine how hot it is down there. I don't know if y'all's humidity up there is the same, but I tell you what, in in the south, you know, when you get that heat mixed with that humidity, you can forget about having a good hair day, and <laughs> it is just it's a mess. But uh, the best time really to visit is is in is in the fall or or um, in the uh, you know you go around football season and hit some of the games, but um, and of course around Mardi Gras it's a big party uh, yeah. everywhere down there. But the color and the uh, gosh the artwork the history just the food oh my lord. Yeah. Uh, it's just so good, and um, it's just so wonderful. Every time I go there, and I try and get there at least once a year, um, every time I go down there, I just I come back inspired. I come back with some kind of little story in my head <laughs> <laughs> because of what I've seen. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. That that you know, and uh, poor you guys down there. You guys are getting killed with rain down there. I, I saw uh, you know a couple uh-huh. of. A couple of weeks ago, you guys had a hurricane or tropical storm come through there, and it was just unbelievable what you guys are going through down there with with floods and everything. So, oh, yeah, the rain has the rain has been awful. Um, I tell you, uh, it. I mean, we're used to getting it, you know, in the spring, pretty heavy, but um, it's been really bad. Yeah, that that little old tropical storm that wasn't even hardly a, hardly a blip on the radar as far as a storm. It was just lots and lots of rain. Um, A hurricane is another thing entirely. (laughs) Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were calling it something big up here. You know, it seemed like something pretty big, but I guess down there it wasn't as big as maybe you thought it was, but, you know. Yeah, well, you know, they... On the news, bless their hearts, they ain't got nothing else to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I'd rather talk about books all day, trust me. I'd rather talk about books than talk about the negative news. Anyway. Isn't that the truth, honey? (laughs) Yeah, but um, uh, we're coming to the end of the show here. uh, And uh, unfortunately, yeah, I mean, I had a lot of fun with you. uh, Oh, it's been a blast. I've had so much fun. Yeah, but now it's time for Dawn to come on. But before we bring Dawn on, uh, we want to give you a little promo time. So promo time is basically the part of the show where we allow you to tell us where you, we can find you and your books on the Internet. Okay, well, now my books right now are only on Amazon. And, of course, you can find me. I'm on Goodreads. I, um, I have a blog on Word. WordPress. It's called Beignets and Burnt Toast. And you can just go to uh, uh, Lorelei DeLille um, on WordPress. And then I'm, I also have a Facebook page. And I'm hoping that uh, my little web designer, graphic artist, uh, can do me a, a web page, web page uh, sometime in the near future. And uh, y'all just need to you know, stay tuned to my Facebook page and my blog and my Goodreads and uh, look for uh, book two, Painted Love, to uh, be out um, in about three weeks, I'm hoping. Um, I'm wrapping up the last chapters of it, and uh, uh, then I'll be editing, and uh, then it'll be done. Awesome. 
Awesome. Uh, I'd also like to invite you to come down and listen to me talk about my book at 4 o'clock on uh, Blog Talk Radio. If you'd like, I could pass pass along the link to you, and you're more than welcome to come and take a listen to that as well. Definitely send me that link. I'd love to do it. I've been trying to listen to your show uh, off and on with the other authors that you have on. I just find it fascinating, and I've, I've been listening to it for a little while here and there. Thank and you. I have really enjoyed it. Thank you. And, and you've been very good on my show. Thank you for being on my show. Appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much. All right. I'll put you on hold if you want to listen to Dawn. All right? I, I'm, I was intending to, to call in to her uh, for her so you can put me on hold. I'll be happy to do that. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So thank you once again, and then we'll be talking to you. Thank you all so much, Joey. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye now. All right. So we are moving forward, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we're moving forward with Author Month right here on WIRN Internet Radio. We're not stopping. We just keep going here. I'm telling you. All right. Next up, we have Dawn Yerkes, ladies and gentlemen. Am I Hello. Hello, Dawn. Are you there? Hey, I am here. Yeah, all right. We're moving right along, Dawn, and uh, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Why don't you tell the audience about yourself, please? I, oh gosh, I hate talking about myself, Um, unless I'm on Facebook. Um, (laughs) My whole life is on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. So, um, well, let's see. I grew up in South Florida in Washington State, <clears throat> and um, so I've lived on both coasts. Um, I, I met a sailor and um, ended up in Virginia, mm-hmm. and I have three sons. They're grown. Mm-hmm. Um, we live in a small town. We lived in Virginia Beach for a long time, almost 20 years. And um, right before my husband retired, we bought a, uh, a century-old colonial in a small town about an hour outside the city. And so I live in a, a little town of about 8,000 people now. And um, that's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just kind and, of, you know, generalities. You can check her out on Facebook and you can learn a lot more about right, her. Right, right, right. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I vape. I like bourbon. Um, and, oh, um, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I, I still have my Christmas tree up. How's that for disclosure? Wow. Wow. That's interesting. So you celebrate Christmas all year round? Go on. You know what? <laughs> When you hit my age, you 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 have uh, uh, you're not sure if you need to be in a padded room for about eight hours a day, and so we we had a lot of stuff going on through the holidays. My husband um, changed jobs. We had family here. And then there were some, uh, you know, events, and they wouldn't seem like they were, you know, uh, traumatic or anything. But it was just like the 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 icing on my cake. And all my sons were home at the time, and I had asked over and over, "Will you please 
you know, put the tree away. We don't do a big tree. We don't decorate it a whole lot. I, if I took it down, it would probably take me 15 minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> by the time Valentine's Day rolled around, <laughs> my friends were telling me, well, you could put hearts on it. And I was like, yeah, but it's so pretty and it's silver and it's in my formal living room and hardly anybody ever goes in there. Um, and uh, then my birthday rolled around, which is St. Patrick's Day. And, uh, you know, the shamrock suggestions. And then <clears throat> my niece in Washington made me feel so much better because she said your mother-in-law had an Easter tree once, which meant she didn't take down her Christmas tree till right before Easter. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so it, it the damn thing still up. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put Easter eggs on it at least. I didn't put any eggs on it. And so I was thinking, well, next month is July, and maybe I should just have a Christmas in July party, and everyone should bring, you know, dollar store gifts. <laughs> I still have a turkey in the freezer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and put QVC on because they have, they have their sale Christmas in July. So, yeah, that would be great. You know? So, you know, I'm, I'm, I think there's a method to the madness here. <clears throat> so it, it might end up being something. Yes, yes, you could actually have a cool party, I think. That could be really cool. I, I think that would be great. Um, exactly. Yes, yes, all right, so <laughs> we got to get into your books here. <laughs> you know, it's been fun talking about that, but, you know, now it's time to, you know, get into your books. You are an author, and we uh, are here to talk about your books. So, okay. Uh, all right, so it uh, looks like you got a series out here. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about uh, the series that you have out? Uh, yes, um, the, the series is called Braxton Carter Novels. And it is kind of a mystery romance suspense. And it is set in a small town in Virginia. Oh, gee, I wonder where I got that idea. <laughs> and when I started writing, um, I, a background on me is I grew up in used bookstores. My mother owned several used bookstores and card and comic shops in, um, as I grew up from the time I was 12. Mm-hmm. And then um, oh, once we were settled as a Navy family, we were kind of settled. Okay. Okay. And um, I owned a bookstore, like mm-hmm. my mother. Mm-hmm. And um, I always wanted to write because I would walk through the store and I would think, um, I can't believe this got published. This is such crap. And I had 60,000 books on the shelf. And <laughs> I, got, I got very spoiled with my reading. And uh, being able to pick up something, read a chapter or two, and if I didn't like it, put it back. But, mm-hmm. And a lot of the times I would say, oh, I can't believe this got published. This is just horrible. How did this get published? I want to be published. And so um, about four or five years ago, I decided on a lark that I was going to um, send a story to Chicken Soup for the Soul. Mm-hmm. And okay. I sent my story in, and they accepted it. And uh, so I'm technically, quote, a published author for those who um, need to know that you've been accepted by a publisher. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, right about that time, I quit smoking with an electronic cigarette. And um, I wrote a book about um, an electronic, about, 
quitting smoking with electronic cigarette. It's called Switch, um, Electronic Cigarettes and You. And um, that really, you know, kind of inspired me to keep writing, but I was selling real estate. And I was in the bottom of the real estate market, and I was, I was selling a lot of real estate. <laughs> so, and then I had a car accident, and it took me quite a while because, you know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore to recover from that. And, and my husband asked me one day, he said, um, do you want to write? And I said, yes. And he said, do you want to sell real estate? And I said, no. <laughs> and so I sat down about a year ago, about last May, Mm-hmm. And I I listened to a lot of, of shows. Um, one of the shows that I found that was very helpful as far as um, kind of how-tos and listening to other authors, um, I, I found on YouTube it was called Self-Publishing Roundtable. Mm-hmm. And um, they have a lot of um, more in, instead of, they do author interviews, but they do more like mailing lists and creating websites and formatting and cover art and, and um, <clears throat> marketing and promotion. And so I listened to a lot of those. And uh, I just started writing. And honestly, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I decided that uh, for marketing purposes, I was going to write a series. Mm-hmm. And um, I set the series in a small southern town, which is based on the one I live in, loosely based on the one I live in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, um, I was going to write it about um, a, a family, and there would be 10 books in the series. I mean, I had all this plotted out, and um, I just started writing. Over oh. the past year, I have written. 10 novels in the series. They're done. Wow. The novels are finished. Wow. Um, my, my main character through um, the whole series is Braxton Carter. He has um, um, three brothers, and then all his cousins, kind of male cousins, come into play. So you have, you have a family that is all sons, and um, you have your southern mothers, and then you have a mystery. He ends up um, as the main character for all these novels, which was not intended. I intended to do one story per person in the family, you know, and keep this little southern drama mystery thing going on with the romance. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the first book is Invaded Privacy. Mm-hmm. And um, the main character, Braxton Carter, comes home to the small town. He leaves D.C. and his job at the FBI, and he comes home to a small town, and he's kind of having an um, identity crisis, relationship crisis. You know, he leaves his thoroughbred congressman daughter's girlfriend in D.C., and he comes back to um, a small town. And what, what happens um, as far as the story goes is, He's, he's looking for something, but he, he's not sure. So he, he thinks he's going to go back and rekindle with his, his ex-fiance. But um, as the story goes on, you find out she has this venomous bitterness towards him. Yeah. And she, she ends up with um, um, the romance in the story is her and his cousin. 
And his story, there's kind of parallel stories in that. And, and his story is he has to solve a mystery. One is the death of a young woman that he knew. And then um, the other is the police chief that mm-hmm. goes missing in the story. And then there's the um, interplay between the three, the cousin and him and the ex-fiance. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's really this, this uh, uh, well, um, Lorelai said it. She said it was like reading Law and Order meets Dallas. Oh, okay. 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 Mm-hmm. So, so um, that's really what it is, and I kind of carried the southern, you know, uh, uh, you know, drama. I mean, we have mama drama, and we have family drama, and then there's little side characters with their quirks. Um, but as I wrote this, and I wrote the first three books almost back-to-back, and I did not stop. And um, when I got to the third book, I went, oh, holy cow, this is really good. <laughs> <laughs> this is a story I would read. And my father was um, a city of Miami police officer. And uh, so um, my, my, my main character is a cop. And then he has a sidekick who's a cop. His name is Sean Stewart. And I made him a Yankee from Boston. (laughs) So so you have, you know, southern homes, southern cooking, you know, southern attitudes. And and then you have this um, brash, you know, Scottish descent um, person that comes in. And he's, he's the humor. He's the... The, the sidekick, he takes the edge off the seriousness of Braxton. Um, their, their, their dialogues are, are very good. And, um, but I did. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote the first three. Mm-hmm. And um, then I stopped and I, I kind of started editing. And then I, I just um, would get an urge to write. And I really wrote... I wrote the whole series all the way through to an end. I just finished the end of the series mm-hmm. um, about a month ago. Oh. And, oh. and I finished it. And one of the things I love as a reader is I love reading series. I love them. Okay. The thing I hate as a reader reading series is when the author just starts writing for a deadline. And though that original vibe that they had, maybe the first four or five books, and maybe ten books, you know, if they've written a series that has 20, um, it goes away. They lose it. They start writing for a deadline or for a public, you know, and, and the, the characters don't grow. So what I have done as, as this uh, main character, Braxton Carter, goes through, he, he um, ends up with a love interest. Mm-hmm. And so every story has a mystery. Okay. Um, there's usually a romance on the side of that with okay. something going on in, in his family. And then um, it, it takes you kind of through a, 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 with, with him and his love interest after the third book. The, the rest of those books are focused on them, 
predominantly. But um, I did write it to an end. Now I don't have to publish it all to an end. <laughs> but <laughs> but I did I did finish it, and and I understand why authors like um, Charlene Harris. Everybody had a fit when she quit writing the Sookie Stackhouse novels, and and she finished the series. You know, um, to where J.D. Robb has taken her. You know, Eve Dallas, which is slightly futuristic. You know. Um, romantic suspense mystery um it, and she has like 22 or 23 books and and that keeps going with the same quality but um i i understand as an author why you want to finish a series because you want to move on to something else or you just need a break from these people in your head they have to go away <laughs> <laughs> i hear you i hear you wow so they they have to go away. They gotta go away. They just gotta go away. That's it. Because I I have I have lived and breathed this, these these characters, you know. And the great thing is when you when you when you write you know kind of a a, a story with families in it, um, you you have the ability. Um, I I've written two out stories on that. I am going to write a prequel to Invaded Privacy that kind of sets everybody up. Um, we have a group on Facebook called Get Down With Authors, mm -hmm. and everybody's writing a, a story, which I have to write mine. It's in my head. I just haven't put it down on paper. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just going to do a short novella, but it's going to be all the Southern mothers. It's going to be all their mothers together. And so you're going to have the mama drama thing. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. And, and, and that's going to set up the story. But the first book is Invaded Privacy. Mm -hmm. And um, I have had, I, I haven't had sales recently because I have not promoted it. The, the books are getting, thank you, Leanne Cordes, all new covers. And I decided after running um, my, my books back through beta readers, which I did not do the first time. I always use beta readers. Please always use beta readers. <laughs> okay. And um, I decided to go back to um, a more original manuscript for the first book. But um, I didn't realize I only have like two reviews on the first book on yeah. Amazon, but I did not realize how many people had read it because um, they're starting to ask me for the second book, which is up. The second book is up. Okay. But they're, they're all getting new covers, and um, then they'll, um, one's already formatted, but I have to do all the reformatting again for CreateSpace. And then the third book, and the third book is um, halfway through editing, and that should be done by the end of the month, and then we'll have all the new covers, and the first three novels will be up, and um, they'll be formatted for CreateSpace so you can get a paperback copy or a digital copy. But um, the new cover art is awesome. Oh my gosh, I'm so thrilled with this. Leanne is just, she's amazing. She's amazing. So um, awesome. much better, much better than what I could do because I... I would rather write if, if I could have an editor on standby and a formatter and, and a cover designer, um, you know, um, and just write and just throw stuff at them. You know? So yeah, I hear my, you. I hear that's you. my dream is just, you know, here, fix this, here, format that, here, make me a cover. So um, it's, it's the first book I struggled with a lot as far as 
content. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was my mistake, not using beta readers. But once I put it back through the beta readers, and um, especially my mother, who's a wonderful writer, she has some fabulous children's books um, out on um, Kindle and in paperback. But um, she, she read the first half of my, my book, the original, or the, uh, the edited, the very edited. And uh, she goes, something's wrong with this. <laughs> and I said, well, it's, it's very edited. I said, you know, we weren't sure about the dual storyline, so I, I kind of took most of the romance out of it. She goes, well, what did you write originally? And so I gave her the original manuscript. And uh, she goes, oh, my God, this is so good. <laughs> so so um, the, the first book has been through the grinder as far as, you know, edits and content and, and where I wanted to take it. And um, so um, it's, it's going back to an original manuscript. But um, please, if you have read the book, leave a review. Leave a bloody review, please. <laughs> You know, I kind of, you know, after I knew so many people, and you know, your book's being sold because you look at the report, you know, on Kindle Direct and it shows you, you know, you've had, you know, 10 sales this week and you still have, um, you know, two, you only have two reviews. And I'm like, well, people are buying it because it's not, you know, it's, um, it's not free on um, Kindle. I mean, you have to pay for it. <laughs> so people are buying it. People are buying it. And I don't know if they're just letting it sit on their Kindle so they can get around to reading it. Um, but um, they haven't um, They haven't left the review. So, you know, I, I don't want to beg. I really, I hate begging. <laughs> but... It would be nice if if my my friends and family <laughs> who had read my book would read would would you know leave a review. But no, the second book's out. The third book, we I I should have you know the the whole thing with the new cover art and all that um, done. I'm I'm hoping by the end of the month, the beginning of next month, and then awesome. it it'll look so wonderful. It'll be nice, and I have enjoyed writing the stories. It it has been a lot of fun, um, and um, now I'm I'm off to other adventures. And um, the heat content is pretty hot <laughs> on the romance side. Oh wow! So the cover might be kind of you know suspense looking, but just a warning, you know. <laughs> I'm warning you right now. <laughs> the romance is hot. <laughs> Very graphic material. Get ready, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it is hot. No. It's hot. Uh, uh, we'll, leave it at, we'll leave it at that. It's hot. Okay. Um, we have a caller here from Pennsylvania. Let's bring him on. Oh, Lord. Hello, caller. Pennsylvania. Hi, Don. Hello, who's this? Hey, Don, this is Char. Hey, sweetie, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I am good. Are you enjoying the show? I am. You're a celebrity. Awesome. <laughs> I know. 
I, 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 I should have done my hair and makeup for this, you know? <laughs> well, I have a question for you. Okay. What's, uh, what's your secret to keep writing every day? My secret to keep writing every day? It is pure escape. <laughs> That's good. That, that is, I, you know, I just, I love it. And when you're raising kids, my husband was active duty military for 20 years. He was gone all the time. And then I owned a full retail business. And you're raising kids. And my youngest, I homeschooled and um, baseball and running a business. And your husband's never home. And uh, I think I just, I'm at a point in my life where I have the time to just be totally self-indulgent and and write. And there's times that I don't write. I mean, I just have to put it away because it's it's enough. But um, usually when I sit down and write, like I started a new story this week, and and I've written 30,000 words on it in in a little, in about four days. Wow. um, Yeah, some authors can't do that, but I just, I'm a pantster. I don't outline anything. I just go. And so this new story is like, going. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I'll try to remember that and and keep myself motivated. Yeah, so it's just, I think if you want to do it, you you make time to do it. It's it's, uh, therapeutic. Really, um, mm-hmm. I I enjoy it. I even I still submit stuff to um, Chicken Soup, just little short stories. Whenever they have an anthology, they're going to promote or publish that is uh, in a topic that I have a tour. You know, I don't have golf stories, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, um, I think one of their next ones is. is like something patriotic and 9-11 military families. And I'm like, oh, I qualify. I can write a story. And I just, I just write little stuff. And, uh, but you, you should because I've read some of your stuff and, and you should finish what you're writing. And that was, um, that was a big thing for me. I started a series years ago, probably six or seven years ago now, about a faith healer. And... Um, I want to finish it. And one thing I would not do years ago is I would not finish it. So when I sat down last year and I started writing this series, my only goal was to finish. That was it, to write it mm-hmm. to the end. And um, that was my only goal with, with um, starting the stories was, was finish right to the end. Wrote to, well, I wrote three novels. I wrote 300,000 uh-huh. words. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds so familiar to me. It really does. Yeah, I really do so, want to finish what I'm working on. And yes, you've been a great encourager. Good. I like it. I love your female character in the beginning of that. It's just outstanding. She's she's tough. Thank she's you. gritty. I like her. So yeah, just <laughs> just um, just finish it. Even because it's just a rough draft. It 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 doesn't have to be perfect. It, right, right. You're, you're, it's like pancakes. You always throw up the first one. Well, what you're doing is you're just writing the story and putting it all down, and then as you go back, you mold it and shape it and rewrite and take stuff out and add stuff in. And So the, the first, no one ever writes a, a perfect first draft. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that doesn't happen. But, but get your story down. 
you know, for everybody. Right. And and I'm one of those um, people. I believe everybody has a story in them. Um, <clears throat> and that's what makes self-publishing so wonderful is a lot of times you'll have a wonderful story or a great inspirational story or, you know, this fantastic thing that popped into your imagination. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the best thing about self-publishing is, you have a venue, you have a, you sit down and write, and you have a place to put it to where um, 10, 15 years ago, you, you didn't have a place to put your work. You had, if, if you wanted to share it with other people, um, you had to do the agents and the publishers and all the rejection letters, and, and it made it so difficult for, you know, just someone who wanted to share some family stories with, you know, 30 other people. Um, and and Amazon, you know, I know a lot of people are, Amazon's got, you know, uh, a Bunsen burner going right now on, under people's butts with their Kindle Unlimited program. But they, they, they give you the outlet and the place, and it's simple and it's easy. And I think everybody has one story in them. At least one. So, write, write, girl, finish it. I want to read your story. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wow. Oh my gosh. We need to have come on my show. How about that? (laughs) That would be good. Yeah. And you know what's so funny is I still sell my um, electronic cigarette book. It still sells. And it's it's almost four years old. It's out of date. It needs to be updated because I, I wrote it as kind of a um like a how to like how to purchase and and it's it's kind of um a, a little manual um in a way, but almost all <laughs> the the technology for the electronic cigarette has has changed. And um that's how updated it is, but that is still my best-selling book. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to Amazon, you only got two reviews. <laughs> On the electronic cigarette book? No, I don't know. I didn't see the electronic cigarette book. Oh, I, yeah, I no. Don't yeah. worry about that because, you know, we're all about Carters and, and being Southern and, and uh, you know, family drama. Okay. But, um, yeah, so definitely we want to promote that that series. Uh-huh. And uh, very cool, very cool. And that's what yes, we're going to do. Cool. And that's what we're doing today on the show. We're going to promote exactly. Don't series. you have more questions for me, or am I just running you over with all my mess? No, I, I have, of course I have more questions for you. You know, I want to thank Pennsylvania for calling in. Thank you very much. Thank you, Shar. Love you, baby. Hey, thank you. Love you too. Good luck with the book. Thank you. All right, we're moving on. All right, so let's chat characters. I mean, go, uh, talking about characters now, and uh, how hard was it to, you know, I guess write your main character? Did you have to first figure out the personality of the character before you wrote it? No, because um, the main character is a, is a cop. And I was a cop's kid, and so I grew up in all of that. So, so um, you know, when you're raised on, and I'm, I'm going to show my age here, 
but, you know, Adam 12 and Police Woman and Hill Street Blues, and that's all we watched on TV that you had to turn, you know, I was the remote control and you turned the channel for your parents. And uh, so, so finding that, you know, first main character was pretty easy. The second one, um, because of the, the, the female main character in the first book, her name is Celia Jones, um, I took all my characters and I went back to uh, colonial um, family records. Um, my family's from this area that I actually live in. And um, so some of, these, some of these names are actual family names from like eight generations ago. Yeah. Um, because I'm really bad. You think, oh, writing and people are so descriptive and, and I'm not really good at that. When I started writing, I really wanted to write screenplays. Then I met a screenplay writer, and she said, if your book is really good, they'll turn it into a screenplay. <laughs> she said, write the book. Don't write the screenplay. And I was like, oh, okay. So um, her, her name is um, Alexandria Sokoloff. She's very popular. And I took her advice. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. And uh, so... Um, the the Sheila Jones character, um, I I have friends who are you know when you're in a um, communities groups and communities you you kind of pull characteristics from people mm-hmm. and um, so I have some friends who are drama queens. Uh-huh. Um, I have some who are bitter exes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so. So you just you take bits and pieces of the the people you know or you come across in social situations and you go, oh that that quirk fits, and you pull it for a character, and um, then of course you know with every southern family you have a southern mother, um, and um, she does things like you're a six foot four man and and she can cower you with a look. <laughs> so you know, you have that that the the matriarchal in the the series as it goes on is is a little more dominant than the patriarchal. Um the the fathers are just kind of there, the mothers are involved in their children's lives and of course everybody who has a southern mother, mm-hmm. you know, they're involved, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. And so they'll they'll be able to relate. And um so know the characters. I think um one of my favorite characters I wrote is is really um kind of um um brash and uh, humorous and that would be the Sean Stewart character. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of my favorites and it's really based on my father because my father was a um, very handsome man mm-hmm. but he has and and all that side of my family, the Thorpe side of the family, a sense of humor that is phenomenal. I mean when our family got together, my dad and his brothers and sisters and um the the humor the I'm I remember laughing because they are so funny and I mean like tears running down your face laughing and so um, I I took that you know um, 
sense of humor and, and pegged it on that character. And uh, so as far as the, the Braxton Carter character, it, he's very alpha male, very, very alpha male. And um, so that will appeal to the women who like that and the men. <laughs> and um, and uh, Sela is, she she kind of has a... a, a uh, revelation in the first story and begins a relationship and um, I'm a panster writer I don't outline so of course you know by the time you get to the end there's all this tension and you've ridden this roller coaster of drama and I'll blow it all up at the end for you like I always do <laughs> <laughs> and then I will cliffhang you to the next story <laughs> I got gotcha. Yeah, but my but I I enjoy it. You just for me, I just take bits and pieces and and cobble them together, and um, and eventually I have you know this this one character. And as I wrote um, the first book, Invaded Privacy, I got to the end, and I I smacked Braxton up with this. Um, he's putting the moves on a on a girl in the bar. Yeah, and. Uh, so at the end of the book, um, I just I created this character. I don't know where she came from. She was totally off the top of my head. I don't really know anybody like that character. And um, I was like, wow, that was there's chemistry there. And then I continued the story because there's a plot that goes all the way through. And then by the time I got to the end of the second book, I was like, well, I need her back here. Because she she has you know sass and brass and um, <clears throat> puts you know that spark in there and so um, and and I wrote the first three books back to back so mm-hmm. they're they're it's really like um, a three hundred thousand word novel broken up into a hundred thousand words each because gotcha. they're long books in paperback they'll probably be close to like three hundred pages. Um, and then um, I got to the third book, and I threw her in that third book. The character is Audra, and I threw her into the third book. And, man, that thing was, I was like, oh, wow, this is, <laughs> when I got done, I was like, this is great, this is good. Yeah. And and that was the, that those two took off for the rest of the books and that I wrote. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, there's every story has a mystery. Every story has um, uh, uh, that police background on it, you know, because yeah. yeah. um, that's I I was not growing up. I was not really a romance reader. Um, I read Tom Clancy. I read Ben Flynn, um, Daniel Silva. Um, when I was 12, I got kicked off the bus for reading Jackie Collins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just and and one thing my mother never did because she owned the bookstore, you know, she never censored what I read and I started reading better things as I got older. I read a lot of trash when I was a teenager. <laughs> and then of course, um my my favorite memory I can recall was my grandparents were visiting, my grandmother hands me this book and uh she steps out of her motor home and she says, Take this back to the store. It has unnecessary sex. 
And the book was called Sky O'Malley by Patrice Small, who was um, in, the, in the 80s. She was the sensual, erotic, she was like the, 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 uh, the bender of that genre and historical, erotic, sensual romance. And nobody wrote that stuff like she did. Right. And so I took that book with the unnecessary sex to my room, and I read the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) And then I gave it to my friends, and of course we're in eighth grade, right? And uh, so Carrie read it, and Lisa read it, and Jenny read it. But Lisa was so funny. Her parents were very, very religious, and this book was racy. I mean, racy. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the Irish, you know, mist that gets carried away to the, the, the sheik's harem, you know. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, Lisa, she had to hide it under her bed to read it. Oh, <laughs> and no. when I got the paperback back, it was like, I don't know, it was like 15 inches wide, all stand out, and the spine was broken. <laughs> oh, no. But she read it. <laughs> read it from cover to cover. She did it. So, but yeah, so um, I've, okay. I've read so much because I've had access to books. Yeah. And I, I don't think um, a lot of authors, very few authors, um, have had um, the access to the books that I've had. So when I write, I always keep the reader in mind. Because I I was a voracious reader, so that is something I do with the reader like this. Um, and my beta readers, oh, I love my beta readers. They are so awesome. And um, one of my beta readers, she is, uh, she is so fantastic because um, she gives you know insight. And she's she she's um, when you have a beta reader, it says, well, that character Southern and that character would not say that. And I'm like, yes, they would. And you go back and read it, and you're like, no, they wouldn't. <laughs> so, I mean, she's good. She's really good. And, uh, you know, and then she gives suggestions for other stories because she'll like different characters than I do. And and so you you end up with, you know, a, a, a short story or an outtake or a whole other novel because someone said, oh, well, how about if you do this? And um, one of the things that I'm going to do once, I get all of the uh, covers done for for all the new covers done for the books. Is one of the characters in the book? Her name's Erlene. Mm-hmm. Her name is Erlene Butts, and she's a gossip. <laughs> and so I don't know if this will fly or not, but I'm going to try it, and I'm going to put Erlene out in social media. Mm, and I am going to let Erlene be the voice for the the Carter series and for Milton because that's the name of the town I gave the oh, the, uh, the yeah. uh, um, series is set in Milton, Virginia. And I actually looked it up. There is no Milton, Virginia. Because <laughs> 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 so really I didn't want someone to say, oh, well, you know, that's my last name and I live in that town. So um, <laughs> there's no Milton, Virginia. Yes. And uh, so um, I, 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 I specifically chose a name that you could not find in the state. 
and uh, I thought I would let her, her gossipy self, go out there and and be my promoter, oh. and uh, you know, uh, kind of tell what people are doing in the stories and and uh, and 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 be the you know the tell all in the gossip. So um, that's that's one of the things. But um, I I planned on doing to kind of promote the books, but um, what's your next question? Because I just ran out of stuff to say. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Actually, you know, we got a couple more questions, and then I got to get ready for my other show. Okay, uh, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I see the old covers here. I see a lot of blue. What's going on with the color blue? Why did you put so much blue on the first cover? Because those are stock images. And yeah. I am I am um, a dismal. I have no graphic art skill whatsoever. I use um, when I make my promos now. I use Canva because it's basically like cut and paste. You move stuff over on it. You know, um, it's like etch a sketch because um, that's about the max on my graphic art skills. So so the blue um, on those covers was basically to match the the stock images that I used and. Um, Leanne, you know, and and then I decided, well, those those covers are okay, but they really don't give the impression of the whole story. Um, but I did make them similar, and I I tried to pick stock images where the um, there was more than one of that photograph, where there might be, you know, um, five or six or more in a series with the same colors in it to to make it uniform, to let people know it is a series. Um, so when they, when they saw one, they could identify with the next one. Um, and, so, uh, so, yeah, with, with the new covers, what are you, where are you going through with the new covers? Uh, are you going through a different website or something like that? or a different? No. Okay. In fact, the, the first new cover, it takes Amazon a little bit to um, catch up once you've, the new cover's loaded. Um, did you, um, I, I put it on my Facebook page. I don't know if you follow me though, because I know a lot of people will be friends with you, but they won't get your notifications. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I, and that's okay because I have, I have a lot of friends who are vapors mm -hmm. and, you know, not all of them want to hear about my, you know, latest novel. <laughs> and so... Well, yeah, I, mean, um, I, I got 5,000 friends, so I can't help that. You know, right, I mean, like, exactly, you know, exactly. I can't help it. I would be so, your friend if um, I... <laughs> but, yeah, I, I did promote it on, on my Facebook page. Um, I should have sent you a copy. Mm -hmm. um, I'm on your page now. Let me see. Yeah, it's, it is on my face. It's on my Dr. Yerkes page, and... Then, um, oh, it's on that. Okay, because I was on there too. Yeah, because okay. I am. My books are under Dr. Yerkin. Oh, that's the new one. Oh, I see. It's uh, invaded privacy. That's nice. I like. Isn't that. that beautiful? Leanne did that for me. That's an awesome cover. Wow. Leanne Cordes, that is an awesome cover, and they're all going to be kind of similar in in design to you know keep that series feel to them. But they're they're getting all new covers because that that first cover you're looking at that's blue that's that's been up since August I think, wow. and it's just it's time 
the thing you can do as an indie author is if you don't like something, you can change it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. You know, if you don't like it, you can change it. Um, and publishing companies do that too. And, and um, uh, my 30 years as a bookseller, I can tell you that um, when an author hits big on their fourth or fifth book, they will go back and they will republish and recover their first four four books to match that fifth one and, and make the um, – the series or the, or the books similar, and they do it often. And um, so, um, as a bookseller, I was I would always tell you know that's a reprint. <laughs> it's just got a new cover. It's not a new book. <laughs> <laughs> the so, reader was appreciative, and I lost the sale. <laughs> so, so but there's about, nothing like getting it? home and getting pissed because you know you you just spent six ninety nine to buy a book you read a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. There's this one more question that I have, and it's to do with the the picture that you gave me with the sombrero. What's going on with that sombrero? What are you doing in that picture? It looks like you're blowing out a candle or something. I am. That's a birthday. That was my birthday this year. My birthday is St. Patrick's Day, and of course, we live in a little tiny town, and everybody's Baptist, and so, <laughs> so we have um, and, and we have just a handful of restaurants. That's it, yeah. you know. And uh, so my husband took me to the Mexican restaurant because they had $5 margaritas, and he let me drink a lot. <laughs> wow, that's good. That's good. So I drank lots of green margaritas, uh-huh. and uh, they they brought out uh, the little um, – uh, it's just whipped cream that they made green. They stick a, a candle in it, and they give you a hat. You get to take the hat home. Oh, that's and cool. So, that's um, oh, that's nice. You get to keep that, the hat. You get to keep the hat, so I got the hat, and the and and you know I'm blowing out the candle, and uh, so it was fun. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, it looks fun. It looks so fun. you know you're just another year older. You might as well drink it away. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I I lived on uh, Hill Street uh, Hill Street Blues too, so I'm probably just as old as you are. So. Oh, I could play that on a piano too with the whole theme song. <laughs> yeah, I, I grew up on that also, so. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so it was great having you on. And I have to end a little early because I got to head over to my next uh, show. That's here. fine. I'm, I will tune into your show. So pop the link up so we catch it. Yes, I'm going to um, pop the link up on my Facebook wall so you'll you'll excellent. be able to check it out. On thank you for having me on, Joey, and thank you for letting me ramble. Yes, and, so you also uh, have promo time. You got promo time. Don't forget. Tell us I got where, promo time. Uh, t- yes, so. you have to, yes, you have to tell us where we can find you on the Internet and your books. Okay, my books are on um, Invaded Privacy is on CreateSpace. It is on Amazon. I write under D.R. Yerkes, and I am on Twitter at D.R. Yerkes, and I have... Uh, author page, D.R. Yerkes, on Facebook. I have a blog, but I'm not a big blogger. Mm-hmm. So um, most of the people who follow me follow me through Facebook or Twitter. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually I will get a blog up. I will, I promise, um, for all my author friends who I'm supposed to be networking with and promoting their stuff to, I will do it. I swear, I swear, because I'm going to pay somebody to do it for me. (laughs) (laughs) 
page one day, really. And uh, so, but um, mostly Facebook and Twitter, and the books are on Amazon. I have not branched out. I'm I'm terrible with formatting. I'm just it's I'm dismal with it. And uh, it's it's the bane of my existence when when it comes time to get the book published. So I haven't even I haven't even ventured over to Smashwords yet. But if someone really wants to read my book and they say I don't have Kindle and I don't want to download a Kindle app, if you email me at dryurkis.com or dryurkis at gmail.com, <laughs> I will send you a copy because I. I will just do that. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, I got I to go, Dawn. All right, take care. Thank you, Joey. This is it's Joey been Davis. fun. Yes. We'll do it again. Yes, definitely, definitely. Definitely. Uh, all right, take care. Thank you very much. You too. Have a great day. Bye. Yes, you too. Bye-bye. All right, so this is Joey Giggles signing off for another great show here. God bless you all. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm going over to my show. All right, take care. Joey Giggles signing off. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.